Happy day, Rosario Garcia with White Jesus. I'm so happy to be with you again and to be able to continue on with our Christmas countdown. Today I was thinking about the Jupiter and Moon alignment that is happening to produce the Christmas star again. And, you know, as much as you like to think this just happens on its own, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that at different times in the world's history, uh, certain things are looked at as signs and definitely... We know that prophets prophesied a star would appear when Jesus was born. And we know that as a Christmas star. And sure enough, the Savior came into the world at a time of chaos, confusion. Uh, and he was the answer to those world problems symbolizing his whole mission with his birth, uh, he came in to visit his people, to love his people, and show him the way back to God. And so that Christmas star is a symbol of love and a symbol of a path we need to follow, in my opinion. And so here we are waiting for this new star that is supposed to happen around December 21st. Again, with Jupiter Jupiter and the moon. Um, and I was looking at a couple of pictures of how they've been aligning um, all month and how they're getting closer and closer. And, you know, some people may call that as, oh, just, you know, part of the star alignments and... and movement that happens every so often well think about the situation we're in in our current state and current country and world for that matter it, it's not looking good um, the world is accepting corruption um, is accepting um, lies and deception more than they're accepting truth uh, so these are dark days, you know, um, and so here comes this star that apparently is not supposed to mean a whole lot other than, oh, wow, the, you know, moon and the biggest planet is, um, they're aligning to make this beautiful star. Well, to me, that is a symbol of, okay, world, the first star was to announce the birth of the Savior, his coming into the world uh, the second star at this day and age or the Christmas star again is announcing his return shortly that is what that means to me that the Savior is preparing to make his grand entrance the first time he came he came as lowly as a little child with no crib for a bed, nothing. The world knew nothing about him. 
but a few prophets and people that knew what that would mean. And the second time, his return will be grand. Every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is the Christ. And I am just thrilled, thrilled, thrilled to know in my heart that this is not a coincidence that this star is coming in a few days. Because technically there's not supposed to be another one until 2080. You know, I don't know. I think that's too far out. But nonetheless, I believe this represents that Jesus' return is at hand and in the works. So that is exciting news. I am excited because when he comes, he will reign as the king of kings, lord of lords, the king of peace. It's going to be a new world than what you and I have known for the better. But sadly, we have to go through the mud before he gets here. So, let's strengthen our ta ourselves at this time by digging deeper into finding out who our Savior is and clinging on to him during these dark times our faith in him is what will save us or protect us from what is going to come. And so he, he is our hope. He is our light that will prevail in this darkness. And so with that, I am going to start reading on Luke. Um, chapter 16, we are on December 16th. It says, Jesus gives a parable of the unjust steward. He teaches of service and condemns divorce. He gives a parable of the rich man and Lazarus. And he said unto his disciples, There was a certain rich man which was a steward, and the same was accused unto him that he had wasted his goods. And he called him and said unto him, How is it that I hear this of thee? Give an account of thy stewardship, for thou mayest be no longer steward. Then the steward said within himself, What shall I do? For my Lord taketh away from me the stewardship. I cannot dig. I beg. I am ashamed. And I am resolved what to do, that when I am put out of the stewardship, they may receive me into their houses. So he called every one of his lord's debtors unto him, and said unto the first, How much owest thou unto my lord? And he said, A hundred measures of oil. And he said unto him, Take thy bill, and sit down quickly, and write fifty. When he said, Then he said to another, And how much owest thou? And he said, On a hundredth measure of wheat. And he said unto him, Take thy bill and write fourscore. And the Lord commended the unjust steward, because he had done wisely, for the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. And I say unto you, Make to yourselves friends of the mammon, 
of unrighteousness, that when you fail, they may receive you into everlasting habitations. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. If therefore ye have not been faithful in the unrighteousness mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches, if ye have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give you that which is yours or your own? No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. And the Pharisees also, who were covetous, heard all these things, and they derided him. And he said unto them, Ye are they which justify yourselves before men, but God knoweth your hearts, for that which is highly esteemed among men is abomination in the sight of God. The law and the prophets were until John. Since that time the kingdom of God is preached, and every man presseth it into it. And it is easier for heaven and earth to pass than one tittle of the law to fail. Whosoever putteth away his wife, and marrieth another, committeth adultery. And whosoever marrieth her that is put away from her husband, committeth adultery. There was a certain rich man, which was clothed in purple and fine linen, and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate full of sores. And desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table, moreover the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died and his, and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water, and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime received, receivest thy good things, and likewise Lazarus' evil things. But now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. And beside all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed, so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. Then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house. For I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. Abraham said unto him, They have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent.
And he said unto him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. Wow. I I am amazed at how the Lord teaches us what is important in life. And most definitely on this chapter, he is telling us that nothing, absolutely nothing that we have accumulated in this world will come with us to the next life. Nothing. The only thing that will go with us is our character, who we become. And so that prime example of this rich man having everything here and of Lazarus being poor and eating from the crumbs of the king. The rich man will spend his time in hell and Lazarus is living with God. So, I don't know how much more clear that can be to you and me than for us to not be tempted by the things of the world, um, tempted to believe that what the world has to offer us is greater than anything that God can offer us. Many will be tricked to believe that. And so I hope and pray that you are not one of them. I know that we're in the current state of affair that we're in. Uh, good is being called evil and evil is being called good. Not good. So that means that those that want to follow Jesus will have to fight harder to remain faithful because it will become harder as people get persecuted for believing and for the way they live. And so we may feel a lot like Lazarus, like we don't have much, that we're barely hanging on to by eating the crumbs of whatever is around us. Just remember, this life is not what our eternity is about. This is just a probationary state Hold on to your faith. If you don't have faith in Christ, develop that faith because he is the only one that will be able to save us. Look at the star on December 21st and understand that he is returning. And hopefully he is returning to meet you and take you to the next life which will be here as well, but meaning it will be a better life. Or if you did not care to believe in him and accept him, then you shall continue in the next life, which will be a lot worse than anything we have experienced here currently. So 
my friends, I sure hope that you know that God is still speaking to us, that we cannot have two masters. We cannot be partakers of everything that the world offers. It doesn't matter if it's fashion or if it's I'm just going with the crowd because I don't want to be persecuted by the crowd or because it's cool to do it. That's not going to save us. So we have to choose one master and hopefully we choose our savior and king. And hopefully we prepare for that glorious day that is shortly ahead of us and that we will be strengthened through these hard times we will go through because he has placed prophets to help us in these troubled times. And I hope that you will be able to listen and figure out who that is. And to me, that is Russell M. Nelson of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints currently. And so I'm thankful that God is still guiding us and that God wants us to help all of our brothers and sisters around us to get the good word out and to help them prepare to meet their maker. And so with that, I will leave you praying and hoping that when you see that start on December 21st, you will first of all feel God's love for you and be amazed at the beauty of it. But better yet, be amazed at the fact that you still have some time to prepare to meet him when he returns is my prayer. So this is Rosa Garcia with Why Jesus signing off.